characters in a movie. Hello and welcome to the third episode of Three Beers and a Movie. Um, today we're going to do a proper introduction because I forgot to do that last week. Mm-hmm. We treat this like Stan Lee treats a comic book. With respect, care and makes up a lot of shit about movie or not. No, it's, you know, you know, you know Stan, Lee, Stan Lee ethos of, of um, comic books? No. The idea is that every comic book is someone's first comic book. Okay. So you've got to make sure it's understandable and uh, um, it's approachable from any one person who reads it at any time. Okay. So you've got to make every podcast make it approachable, make it all the same and make it so people know what they're getting. So this is for the first time listeners? This is the first time listeners. So okay. you are? I'm Colin McKay and you are? I am Richard Laird. And we are, where are we tonight? We are in the Raven Glasgow tonight and uh, who are drink of choice tonight is? It is something called, I can't remember what it's called now, it's from Fish Chalk I think it's believe it's called, and it's called Sore I think it's called. Sore, okay. It's, and, yeah. it's a tasty, it I like it. Tasty drink and the food was tasty as well, we had some nachos and chilli dog and that went down yeah. the And it's better than you drinking your Corona crap that you normally drink. Mexican beer's good. Mexican beer might be good but it does taste like crap compared to these nice craft beers. I think Mexicans like eat spicy food all day, I think they make a brew that, that's fresh. That, that, that kills off that spice? Yes. So this week we've got, because of one of us taking a trip away, we're quite curtailed on what we've actually seen this week. Yeah. Um, so one of us saw The Mummy. Yeah, that was me. One of us saw Snatched. Snatched, which was me unfortunately. Another one saw, because he went back to 1940, he saw The Great Dictator. Charlie Chaplin. Charlie Chaplin, yeah. So, all we've seen at the cinema, that's going to be the role we have, that got to be seen at the cinema. Yeah. And I saw The Great Dictator at the cinema, so I'm going to talk about The Great Dictator at some point. Yeah, great. It's well, totally. I think it deserves to be spoken about. It does, it does. But we'll get to that later but, on. But um, this week's big release is the mummy of course the, the, the mummy um, or dark universe is there it's the this? first part of the dark universe yeah it is the i would say the, it's the fourth sort of reincarnation of the mummy franchise yeah the first one coming back in the 30s and through the 50s that was a universal mummy mm-hmm. that was obviously With bandages and shuffling lumbering mummies yeah. yeah that was the mummy the hand of the mummy tomb of the mummy ghost of the mummy curse of the mummy and the abbot castello meet the mummy they got all the mummies. Yeah, the but the only one of them was actually Boris Karloff. Do you know that? No, I did not know. Only that. one. Who played the actual mummy? He played the mummy in the first one, yeah. They didn't say bandages anyway. So. Yeah, no, but the point is, like, when I think of Boris Karloff, I think of Boris Karloff as the mummy, but he only played that role once in the time. time. See, I think of the Dracula. Do you? Uh, no, sorry, Charles Frankenstein. Yeah. Yeah, that's who you think of Frankenstein. Frankenstein, yeah, with, with, with Boris Karloff and Frankenstein. See, I always think of Frankenstein, but I think of the mummy, I think of Boris Karloff. Okay, okay. Thank you. Yes, thank you very much. Yeah, he's, he's kind of under wraps and stuff like that, so you wouldn't have really kind of seen him anyway, so I don't think he'd have been too fussed about losing the role maybe? No, no, I'm guessing not, you know, it's not really, it's not the most showy of roles at any point. Um, so, after that came the Hammer series, I'm a, oh, yeah. you're a fan of that, I'm uh-huh. guessing. I love, love Hammer, yeah. Yeah, so from, that was like, ran from 59 through 71, there was four movies in that run. Which ones? There was The, the Mummy again, mm-hmm. there was A Curse of the Mummy's Tomb, Show of the Mummy, and Blood from the Mummy, I believe it's called. Blood from the Mummy, that's yeah. a title. Right? That's a title, right? yeah, yeah. That's a title, right? Yeah, yeah. The writer took a right idea off after he went like, I've done, I'm finished, I'm out of here, I am. Finally went home and went, oh, my fuck, mummy's still bleed. Wait a minute, hold on, then. hold on, right, okay. Too late, I've made the movie now, there's no blood in it, god damn it. I think the first one of that run had Christopher Lee and... Vincent Price? I think that's the first one, I think the rest were all just random. Just generic. Yeah, yeah. And then after that, it took a long time, it was the early, two th- early late 90s, sorry it was, it was um, the start of The Mummy with Brian, Brian Ben Fraser, Fraser and yeah. Brady Bice. 
Stephen Summers, which I <coughs> possibly my favourite movie film. I dig it. I big, really I dig it a lot. Yeah. Even the second one, which seems to get I don't no, know you're wrong. Film. I like the second. The Mummy Returns was a bad film. Um, the third one was uh, Tomb of the Dragon, which was terrible. It was terrible. Yeah, the, the first Mummy, the, well, the first reboot of the Mummy by Stephen Summers is a crackingly good, uh, fun film. It's just yeah, all course right. Just from start to finish, just a good old action. Yeah, 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 yeah it's a good. Yeah, it's yeah, a yeah. proper family film as well. Nothing else. Rachel Weisz is amazing as well. Days are stunning on it. Yeah, absolutely. Pure charm. Yeah, keep me thinking. I think he was pissed off he wasn't asked back. Was he asked back? I've not seen the film yet. Is he in at all? No. Where is Brendan Fraser? That's a good point. I think is, is, I think we need to investigate that and have a I podcast. Think, I seem to recall rumours of Brendan Fraser being a bit of an arsehole and maybe that's where he's went. Like people yeah. don't want to hire him. But I could be wrong with that. He's like totally scared. He doesn't make a reference like that. He's George yeah. Jungle for God's sake. He is George Jungle. And uh, he was in Airheads as well. Yes, he's in Airheads as well, yeah. He was charming that. Uh, he was in Encino Man or California Man. He was in, in California Man, yes. Uh, again, a brilliant. real genuine favourite of mine. Yeah, definitely. But I think, no, again, I think. Rumour, not rumour, what's the word? In my mind, I've hit rumour reading a story about him being an asshole, yeah. and because of that, he is not getting to work. I'm going to strike this. He is his male Catherine Heidel. I'm going to strike this conversation from my memory because I'm going to strike this conversation from my memory. He's a nice guy, don't yeah, you? Yeah, yeah totally I'm the same. Do we include the Scorpion King series in this? I guess it's, yeah, it's, it was directly off the back of those movies, so I would say that... I mean, the first one, the Scorpion film is, is awful. The CGI is awful. I mean, the film itself is terrible. Yeah, the story's not so great either, the acting's not and so great. And The Rock great. was cast as a rock in that, wasn't he? He wasn't Dwayne The Rock, he was, was he Dwayne he Johnson? Was, I think he was a rock in that point. He was a rock in that yeah, point, yeah, still. Yeah, that was him breaking through. I'm sure Vince McMahon still got a executive producing credit or something on that, yeah. because I think any wrestler came out of wrestling and went into film for the first X number of years after they came out, they still have to like, adhere to Vince McMahon. He still gets a cut of their profits. So do you get money for that? I believe so, yeah. If I'm doing fuck all. Yeah, I don't know, like, Welcome to the Jungle and stuff, like, with an executive producing credit, and he'll get cash for that because he, he owns the rights to that kind of essentially. That's absolutely insane. So this man's making money, money for doing for, nothing. From doing nothing. Yes. Yeah. Most executive producers do make money for doing nothing. We need to be an executive producer, but in order to be that, you've got to be really good at producing and things like that beforehand. Um, which I'm not. Which I'm not, no. Yeah. So, yeah. we're kind of struggling with that. But, um, all, you also know those three directed DVD sequels of The Scorpion King? I do. I've only seen the first Scorpion King, which, yeah, was, was, was quite hard work. I've not seen any of the sequels. I don't think they're option them, is it? No, it's not the same. I think they made other genetic wrestlers and heavyweight building uh, people. Heavyweight people yeah, something like that. Yeah. and stuff like that. Um, but I, I don't. I didn't mind Scorpion King. I thought it was fun. You like it fun? Uh, did, yeah, it's, it's just stupid fun. I didn't expect much from it anyway, and it didn't have much. So I was absolutely happy with it. Yeah, that one. I always like seeing the rock as well. The rock's always, always fun. But onto the new mummy. Oh, the new mummy. The Dark so Universe mummy. The mummy that's going to launch a thousand franchises. I've not seen it yet. So I can't talk too much Rich about it. Richard's not seen it, and I'll try not to spoil too much. But I probably, uh, I probably can guess what happens in this film. I'm sure. Yeah. It is. It's getting a lot of hate just now. I think and people seem to be shitting on it, and I don't know what people expecting but it's it's a film about a mummy. I mean if you look at the credits behind it, I mean the director is Alex Kurtzman. Do you know who Alex Kurtzman is? No. Alex Kurtzman he directed a film called People Like Us, which is actually quite a nice film I quite like. Okay. Um, but more than that he is a writer and he's known for writing Legend of Zorro, The Island, Mission Impossible 3, all the Transformers films, Watchmen, the Star Trek, so, one and two. So, he's, he's a heavyweight sort of writer. Yeah, big, big His quality, he's usually worth a guy called Robert Ossie. No. 
Yeah, that's his, that's his writing partner. This is the okay. first thing. He's Cutsman's the one guy of the two of them who seems to want to branch out into the directing aspect. I don't think Aussie's particularly keen on that. Good authors are yeah. writing this shit. I so they, they, they can write big action, mm-hmm. but when you write big action, how much you actually write into that? You know, it's more than the director's hands at that point. His dialogue is always not exactly been the strongest. And probably Taylor in this movie as well. The dialogue at times is cheese. It's just pure, absolute Hollywood cheese. Interestingly, he's not a writer on this one, which I thought was interesting. No, no it's um, a guy called David Court. You know who he is? No. Well, you do know him because he's the guy who wrote Jurassic Park. Oh, yeah. So, well, wrote the adaptation of Jurassic Park. Right. Um, he's one of Spielberg's guys. He wrote a lot of Spielberg stuff back in that era. Right. Um, also a guy called Chris McQuarrie, who you probably know he wrote, all the, he wrote uh, the Usual Suspects. Okay. Won an Oscar for the Usual Suspects. So some big writers. Yeah, he's really writer. Right, right, yeah, so the guy called Dylan Kissman as well, who's I think a first-time writer. But yeah, there's some heavyweight writers in this. I think, and from what I can ascertain from what I've read online and what I've read and heard in interviews, because it's a dark universe, there's a sort of writer's room, so you're getting a TV show. Right. There's some kind of heavyweight guys in it who are putting a lot of stuff together to try and throw a lot of stuff to see what happens. Kind of seeing the movie, it makes sense because it is disjointed and you can see... Maybe three people's ideas coming yeah. together and not really been melding. Yeah, definitely. Well. I mean, I get they're trying to set up the universe and stuff like that, but it is like, you know, here's my idea. And then you'll see someone else and you're like, but that's kind of not the tenure in the film. And it kind of, yeah, you do notice there's different... different What's odd though is the universe thing's only really been announced in the past, like, say, two or three weeks before the film came out. So do you think... It was never actually put forward as a, as so a universe film. the film was, was propositioned before they thought, let's do a dark universe. It does seem a bit like that, yeah. And almost the same way that the Godzilla film, you know, they, they brought Godzilla out recently, they re- rebooted Godzilla. Yeah. And then after Godzilla came out, they've kind of went, oh, by the way, we're doing Godzilla, we're doing King Kong, we're doing, you know, really didn't it? Like, Godzilla seemed pretty in itself contained. Yeah. You really could leave it. Leave it at that. hundred Godzilla films. Yeah, you didn't yeah. even bring King Kong like, or anybody else. You could but it's going to be awesome. I mean, there's questions regarding the size of the two of them. God, no, but Godzilla is right now the size of a fucking skyscraper, whereas King Kong is a he's a big monkey, not that he's a big ass ape. Yeah. But he's not anywhere near close to King, uh, Godzilla size. Maybe he's just going to use his brains, but. You think he's going to beat him by rings? banana skin down and back to the mummy yeah. so in um, the film is interestingly Tom Cruise is in it which obviously we're going to talk Tom Cruise a lot more later on but mm. Tom Cruise is in it um, he's not producing which I thought was odd it's not like, yeah. it's not under his his uh, production wing okay which he, he's, so he's happy just acting it seems that he's a purely acting role and Tom Cruise recently when you look at all his films he's got a producing credit he's all made under the Cruise Wagner yeah. model so he's got a bit more control over what the content that is and most of the films of recent time, we'll get on some more detail later on, but they've been very entertaining. Yeah. So the man knows how to entertain. Does it the does. film suffer from that? You know, he's not got the same kind of hold on the film? No, he still does his Tom Cruise thing. He still runs about. Um, this isn't a spoiler because this is, this is pretty much a trailer. But in the trailer, there's the, the plane crash. So they find the mummy. They, they, they basically, yeah, they're in, they're in Iraq or, or whatever. Um, they find the mummy flight back to London the mummy wants to get Tom Cruise he's the mummy's vessel um, so the mummy wants to get Tom Cruise and basically the, the, that's the, it's, it's, the fucking movie's called The Mummy yeah, you, know, that's you could write it on a sheet of paper the, Russell Crowe's in it as well has he got a big role with it that's very much a support much role. bigger than I thought um, I didn't think he was going to be in a lot and he interests himself he plays Dr Jekyll um, okay. Henry Jekyll and yeah I love seeing Russell Crowe do you see any of the, kind of, um, the other side of it? Hey, do you see Eddie Hyde as well without spoiling too much 
Thomas, yeah, Eddie Hyde makes an appearance as well. CGI was a bit dodgy for Eddie Hyde, but goes to his Manchester snacks as well. Okay. Which is fun. And he's he's going for it with the character. Because having fun with it. And they throw a few more in as well. They kind of throw a few vampire references. Do you any Wolfman references in it? I think there was a Wolfman and a creature from the Black Lagoon as well. Oh, nice. Possibly there was, I didn't notice any Invisible Man, but I maybe just didn't notice know. So, George, yeah. it might be in this film in every single scene. Yeah. Glad to know. Um, but I think the next one is Bride of Frankenstein, I, I believe. so, yeah. Also, Javier Badrin is going to Frankenstein. Also, in this film is Sophie Butella. Who was terrible? Was she the, the lead girl? She's a mummy, I think. Oh, right, oh, she's right. a mummy. No, she's sure, really sure. good. She's the girl from Kingsman. She's the girl with no legs in Kingsman yet. She's good. She's good, yeah. She's really watchable and she's got a kind of mystique about her that you want to watch her and you're quite kind of drawn to her and stuff like that. Ah, yeah. That was the premise. They were really, they're probably trying to get a mummy film going for the last like five or six years and haven't been able to get it off the ground. Yeah. And I thought what got it off the ground was having a female mummy. Did that make a big difference? Yeah. No, no the mummy could have been male, female, whatever. But she was, she was good, good as a mummy. Um, the actress, the lead actress, I don't know her name, who is she? I have no idea. I've not she's seen. fucking dreadful. She's bad acting. From the start, she's terrible. She just grapes and irritates and grates on you. It's a for film you just, you, you don't like it. It's your almost stereotypical female role. No, even. She's just fucking dreadful. She, she just, her acting's poor and she's not quite she, she's kind of pretty but she's not you know like that kind of hot is she a love interest in it for Cruise or she is? is a love interest as well and does she also get 20 years younger than him oh yeah, yeah. Cruise is Cruise is starting to age now you think so a wee bit yeah yeah is he, first time I've noticed it how are they, how are they playing it in this film they play it for laughs is it a very poor face is it, is it a lot lot funnier than I thought it was going to be really um, I was going to expect a, a kind of deathly straight remake of a you know kind of old mummy's yeah. film but it was humour in it and I laughed a few times chuckled about as well. Oh, no, you know the original, the original mummy, the Stephen Summers mummy, the one, the most recent reboot? The Fraser one. That was originally under the guise of Clive Barker, <laughs> who was going to do a proper dark, twisted, Excuse really me. nasty he mummy. He could have done that, sure. Yeah, but they pulled the plug and Summers had just done um, Deep Rising, came in and done the um, kind of more fun I version. See, it, it's almost similar in being to the humour in, in the, the, the kind of older mummy with Brendan Fraser, and it's quite kind of funny as well. Oh. And, you know, it's got that as well, we kind of nods and winks and... Yeah, Set modern day. Yeah. See, I think that's when Mummy suffers. So when you put it in modern day times, it seems like it doesn't really fit. Mummy is a story that seems to fit to me in the 1920s, 1930s. And we're all roaring archaeologists. Kind of, yeah. And also, we thought we can idea of like where a mummy might exist in her mind somehow. Whereas nowadays, you know, that's just shit. Like, fuck, it's new to the thing, you know. Yeah. I didn't, I didn't for bomb, you know. Um, the, the modern set actually. It doesn't detract too much. Um, it doesn't give a specific time period, so you don't know exactly when it is, but looking at the technology and stuff, you are running about now. And are they running about like, like, will it date badly in, in that respect? I don't think so, but what I'm worried about is how are they going to slot the rest of the universe into model settings? The mummy kind of does that. Invisible Man, I don't know if that's going to work so Oh, we can look at Hollow Man. Yeah, but... And I like Hollow Man. I do like Hollow Man a lot, but I don't know if they're going to play this more for laughs in Hollow right. Man, or I don't know how they're going to go with that. See, like Cruise for Black Lagoon, is, is that going to work in, you know, this kind of... I mean, that seems like most, that means the ones that could, like, could work, it could be like a medical experiment, or like a, some sort of nuclear experiment going awry. Awesome. The one that makes me feel is something like Wolfman, you know, because as soon as you're in a modern setting, you put it in a city, you're, you're almost instant comparisons to Big Wolf in London, mm. and if you're not going to hit that mark, there's no way you can hit that mark. Um, there's, on that note, 
that's a good point actually, wouldn't you watch because Richard's going to go and see this um, to be there on Friday. Um, there are comparisons to their American Elf in London. They make some, they make some um, references? Very big references. Oh, do they? Yeah, not a reference, it's just something they do when you watch it, they're like, fuck me, I can't believe they've done that. Like, do you, do you, is it enjoyable when they've done it or is it annoying? I thought it was quite good fun. Is Tom Cruise running naked through the zoo? No, he didn't. No. He does not. I'm okay, but you see that, but no, he, he doesn't. But yeah, there's, 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 some, there's, there's a bit in it that you, you'll kind of watch it and next week you'll kind of say, fuck yeah, you were right. And it's I enjoy it. I mean, big, big nod. Yeah. I'm a big fan of it. I am a huge fan of it. Yeah. One of my favourite films of all time. Yeah. Um, so I'm happy any film has a wee nod to that. I like a nod to that. As long as you do it respectfully and you do it well, I'm all for it. Yeah. But over, I think, think with a mummy, I think people are shitting on it and they're saying it's this mismatch and there's too much going on and they're trying to set up too much and it feels disjointed and it's like, well, do you know what you're going to see if I'm about a fucking mummy? Well, I mean, yeah. The plot isn't going to fucking be great anyway. Of course they need to shoot having a whole universe because they're building a universe. You, you, can't make, you can't make any films now without building a universe. Yeah, you need to make you aware of, you know, Dr. Jekyll's kind of plan and they need to make aware that there's going to be more characters and it's based around Stop and Evil. You've got to know that to build a universe. Now. People are just being a bit harsh. Does it earn its sequel? Or earn its universe? I think so. I think it does, personally. Yeah, I do. I, I'm going forward to the next ones. Uh, you think it's odd that Cruz is involved in another universe? You know, obviously he's got his Mission Impossible universe, he's down to the Jack Reacher universe as well. I think it's odd he's in, I mean, the man wants, you know, the man wants to work, obviously, and the man wants money, but it's like, is it? The way the film ends, it doesn't have to come back. It doesn't, oh, interesting. I don't, I don't think so, anyway, I think he might, if he wants to. So he's there. not Van Helsing, he's rival? I don't think he is. No, think he is I, don't, no. I think it all spins around Russell Crowe's character. He'll be the sort of... He's, he's, the, he's the kind of centre of the, the, the universe, he's where the event's going to happen around, and I think Crowe's probably will come back, but I think he's decided to close it down, I think he's done his character. Is it, is it um, Universal put it out? I think so, yeah. So there's no chance we can ever get, get a legal story. Do you know what I mean? Can I spin off from this at all? I'm amazing with that. Yeah, I, mean, I mean, I'm all for it. Sean Connery back. No, no don't let Sean Connery back. No. Sean Connery, <laughs> that almost kills Sean Connery. Like, yeah. I like, I like to. We've been here before that. Sean Connery should come back for one last film with a Bond, an ageing Bond. That's what he should come back or as. Or Highlander. Or Highlander, yes. I'm all for that. But don't let him come back as yeah, anything else other than that. But no, I, I would say the mummy, I, I gave it. Um, a 6 out of 5 possibly 6 out of 5? 6 out of 10 sorry okay. possibly 6 and a half out of 10 um, so I'm going to think about 4 then it's not an amazing film and if you go in expecting an amazing film you get disappointed but you know go in watch a mummy a film about a mummy and you'll enjoy it a lot more than trying to fucking analyse the universe of creating it'll unfold as time goes on yeah. don't worry about Johnny Depp don't worry about Badrum you know all these kids you're going to see them enjoy the mummy for what it is 2D, 3D, 4D would you see it in? Right, um, I took my lady friend to see it in 3D. Okay, I seen, add anything at all? I seen one bit of 3D because I've got a dodgy left eye. I asked her if it was in 3D and she said, yeah, loads of it was in 3D. Right. So, yeah, apparently it's really good in 3D unless you're caught and then it's just enough. Oh, you're not blaming one eye, you're okay? Yeah. Okay, fair enough. Very much. Um, yeah, a good... A good Enjoyable popcorn movie, 6 out of 10, don't be put off by the critics, go and see it as a mummy film and... The kind of films you saw 10 years ago, you're going, that's a lot of fun, but now we're kind of been spoiled a little bit over the popcorn films, yeah, you're, kind of, you're a bit more... Yeah, you're, there's nothing you've not seen before, it's not going to fucking break any ground for you, it's not It's not a game changer, it is an introduction to a bigger world, and I might fall to it and fall. I've got a chance, yeah, I'm thinking we probably going to see it tomorrow yeah. or maybe next week. Um, but I'm assuming if you're giving it six and a half out of ten, I'm going to give it like two out of five. One of these days, you know, we're going to we're get in a film at one point. You'll be like, you know what, that was a nine out of ten. Really, <laughs> 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 I am I'm more discerning yourself. I like to see a bit more plot structure. 
dialogue so it doesn't cringe. Yeah, back then, um, Mr. Laird here, um, he's been to university and kind of studied film and stuff like that. I'm a, a popcorn eating movie going idiot. I'm a popcorn eating movie lover as well, but just sometimes you need more than that. Yeah, Even I, there's nothing saying a, a, a popcorn action film cannot also be intelligent and fun. Yeah, I, I throw Connie in and I throw The Rock into that. Yeah, they're completely stupid, but they are magnificent. So Armageddon so as well. Here's my Michael Bay from up until the early 2000s. Up to Transformers. Up to Transformers, yes. <laughs> um, but next film we saw, well, one of us saw, which was myself, um, I saw Snatch. I'm going to give it a 1 out of 10 just now, I'm just preempting this. Okay. Um, it's directed by Jonathan Levine, who directed the very, very funny last year, I think last year, the year before, The Night Before, the one with Seth Rogen. Oh, I enjoyed that. I enjoyed the it a lot. It's a really funny yeah, film, yeah. No, it was good. Um, we also directed a film called Warm Bodies, which I've not seen, but it's got Nicholas Holt. Yes, it's about yeah. the, vamp- the vampire, the zombie who starts to sort of regain his heart and soul yeah, and stuff like that. Yeah, and becomes human again. Very yeah. touching, well done film. I really liked it a lot. Okay. Um, and also in the film 50-50. Which is a great It's a great punch of a really, film. really, really enjoyed it. Yeah. This unfortunately is not up to, to, to these um, effects. And I don't think, I think he maybe he wrote these other three. Um, this one he's not doing his own script or his own writing. It's um, a woman called Kate uh, DePold okay. who's doing it. And she wrote The Heat, which is a very funny film with Melissa McCarthy and Sandra Bullock. Not seen that one. It worked a lot. Very funny. Like, I mean, they two work well as actresses anyway, but when they work, when they work well with good material, they're very funny. Okay. She also wrote the Ghostbusters film as well. Oh, the new one? The new right, one, okay. which we, we, we both um, yeah, we both loved, loved, loved Ghostbusters. The world didn't seem to get behind that film the way it should have done, but that was a kick-ass, badass yeah, movie. it's a great, great film. Really. So yeah, well done for writing okay. that. Okay. This yeah, one, again, is not her best work, unfortunately. Um, it's got Amy Schumer in it. Again, Amy Schumer, we all find very charming. I, I really don't like, like Amy Schumer. You don't like Amy Schumer? No, I've never liked Amy Schumer. I just don't care, and I don't... I don't know. You'll get I like Amy Schumer. I mean, I like her in... Um, what's the big function in this now? Trainwreck. I enjoyed Trainwreck. I liked... Um, what's the boy's name in that? I really liked the boy that was in that, but not Amy Schumer. Okay. Um, I like her... I actually like her stand-up. I'm a, actually a relatively big fan of a TV show as well, yeah. which I find very, very funny. Her humour at times can rock even myself, who's quite liberal the wrong way. Right, okay. <laughs> which, you know, you've got to go pretty far to find... Is she me. quite raw then? Yeah. At times, I mean, then her humour on, on, on the stand-up stuff, yeah, it's not... It's not subtle, you know, it's, it's Victoria, not Victoria Wood, who is a, who's an American female comedian that's... Um, Joan Rivers? Yeah, it's Joan Rivers to the nth degree, basically. Right, right. Okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Okay, so yeah. take that, let's just fucking take a vagina and make it yes. comfortable for you. If she could rub in your face, she would rub in your face. Yeah, okay. Okay? <laughs> um, but in this film... She so did, what's, that, what's that about, Snatch? Basically, the film itself is about... Um, Amy Schumer has got a pretty, she's got a crappy life, she's not, she's not getting any direction where she's going. Her boyfriend breaks up with her so he can go and pursue his band career and go and sleep with more women. Who's, she, who plays the boyfriend? You don't know, he's just, he, he's generic actor, you've seen him a hundred different things. Um, she then is trying to find a friend to go on this non-refundable holiday to Ecuador. Okay. She can't get any friends to go with her um, because she's basically isolated or, or they've all got families, they've all got you know, other plans and they can't do it. So she ends up having to go with her mum. Okay. Played by Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn. And yeah. we can't not love Goldie Hawn. Goldie Hawn is fantastic. Goldie Hawn is magnificent. Yeah, Goldie In every single way, Goldie Hawn is yeah. magnificent. Anyway, they go to Ecuador again. Nothing's really going well for her because she's not. She went she's on a hold with her mum at age 30, which is not the funnest thing in the world. Yeah. But a guy in the bar starts chatting her up. Um, she starts to like the guy in the bar, and all of a sudden, then they go out to sort of a deserted beach and they get kidnapped. Not the guy, the Goldie Hawn and Amy Schumer. Amy Schumer, okay. And from there, they're going to try to get back to the real world. 
Okay. Okay. It is a film that is open for comedy. It can clearly there's comedy there, and I mean, it's funny. It, it is really genuinely quite funny bits in it. But there's literally whole chunks of a film. It's only a 90 minute film, but it's about 50 minutes of it, which is completely laugh free. Right. Okay. So you're gonna go and it, it, it's poor, you don't really know what it's going for, and because of that. You're watching it going, I'm watching a comedy with no funny in it. It's not funny, yeah. And that's a big problem with it. These two work with Amy Schumer works really well together with um, Goldie Hawn. It's great to see Goldie Hawn back on screen again. She is, again, as magnetic as Goldie Hawn will always be. You know, but it's been, it's been God knows how long, but you must at least 20 years since I've seen Goldie Hawn in a movie. And yeah, she's still nailing it. Still nailing it, still always awesome. There's a really good bit when you see her looking through old photo albums, and she's on a bike with somebody, and the face is kind of blurry, but you know that man is Kurt Russell. It's Kurt Russell. And also, you look at her young Goldie Hawn, you realise how much she looks like a daughter. Kate Hudson. Hudson, yes. Looks the absolute double Kate Hudson. Okay. It's really quite, you can see where Kate Hudson's going to go, I'm going to write in life. Just for the listeners, tell them where, where did you watch this? We saw this in a tiny cinema in uh, Leicester Square. How many seats? There's about 20 seats in it. 20 seats. Uh, tiny. It was in the cinema world, but I think because it been out for about three weeks, this was bumped to the, the very, 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 very bad screen. You had to go through like, a fire escape, a toilet door, <laughs> up 29 steps, and then you went to a little tiny room. It's no bigger than your living room with a big screen in it. Now, if I, do, if I had four I would buy that cinema screen. That sounds charming. It, it was sounds like charming. it's got a charm about it. It was, and it was us plus three other people I think when I'm watching yeah. it at 12 okay. or 12 30 <laughs> on a Monday. <laughs> it's probably the best time to watch that film to be honest. So what's um, who else was in it? So Goldie Hawn, Amy Schumer. No one really in it, I recognise no. to be honest. Um, <laughs> it's got a very nondescript cast to be honest. Yeah. So it's just riding on those two. Riding on those two. There's our two big names like this. Yeah, yeah, and I just when it is funny, it's funny, but for long, big, massive chunks, it struggles. One of the things in it. Who? One of the things she's. If you know, you know, Clerks too. So Clerks too. Yeah. She plays. Uh, she did the, the, the colour couple. You go up to the door, up to the the counter, and one and. Randall calls them Porch Monkeys. Yeah. They were women in that. Right, okay. Joan Cusack as well. Oh, she John, played, she yeah, plays right. a, a silent assassin. Right. But I didn't recognise Joan Cusack for a long time. Okay. Yeah, but uh, she's in it as well. Okay, cool. But they've got a, very much a, it's an extended cameo they have in it. Right. So. But it's a two star film. Two star? Oh, two star. right, okay. So it's made a full star above Baywatch. I guess and Mordecai is. And Mordecai is. It's a two star film. Is such big names, you think? It's, it has potential to be something. But, but it lost it, sure. and it's the tone of it just like I said, it, it, it goes 50 minutes laughter free, which is a big problem for a, a, for a comedy. Yeah. If you make a comedy, you've got to bring the funny, and it forgets to bring the funny. Especially with a name like Amy Schumer, who is, you know, that's her bread and butter, she's a funny fucking lady, so you know, yeah. Exactly, so a bit of a disappointment, but a one you probably watch on like a Friday night when you come to the pub, it's not a bad one to watch then. In fact, okay. watch it with a few drinks and you can be. A few room. beers, you get me chilled out. Yeah, if you get three beers, it would actually be a lot of fun. Okay. Okay. Um, the other I watch, which we'll touch on very briefly because it has been out for about 70 years now, oh, I believe. At least, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it came out in 1940, it was I saw The Great Dictator and on, the, on the big screen. With Charlie Charlton. Charlie Charlton. We saw it in the Prince Charles Theatre in London, okay. which was amazing. I was going to go there. So I think The Great Dictator is one of those films that I've probably seen about. 
about 15 minutes of you know, various clips and stuff like that but I've never actually seen the whole film. film I get that it's about he's mimicking Yes, there's, there's two dual stories in it. There's um, the Hitler, the, the, the dictator who's the sort of the pride of Hitler. Is it Hitler? No, it's not Hitler. Right. Okay. It's not. Well, it's not Hitler, but it is Hitler. Yeah. Okay. And there's also one of an also of a, uh, a Jewish barber. I see. his nickname and he's a Jewish barber. Really? And he's yeah. the twins basically. It's the two of them. It's two dual stories going. Right. Okay. okay. Um, and eventually, two stories collide, and that's where it all happens. Okay. It's a it is a fantastically funny film. It's prevalent as well. Um, I took Jill to see it, who I thought would hate it because in black and white it's Charlie Chaplin. It's there's no talking. There's no, no, there's talking in it. Is it? Yeah, it's not a silent film, no. Is it not? Um, but I really hope, I really thought she could absolutely detest this film. She didn't fall asleep in it, which was amazing in itself. Yeah. And she laughed a good bit through it because amazingly, Charlie Chaplin is good at what he does. Right, so, well, rewind, so it's not a silent film. Not a silent film. No. Have you ever seen the speech in it of. Um, the Great Dictator. No. Go home, even if you do anything like Every clip I've seen in The Great Dictator, there's no talk. Oh, there's a lot of physical comedy in it. I'm yeah, not that's that. all I've ever But no, there's definitely dialogue in it. I thought it was a... No, some of the funny stuff in it is like the um, his impersonation of the Hitler character is insanely funny. What does he sound like, Charlie Chaplin? Does he sound like quintessential English? Or? Kind of, yes. He has to have an English accent, I get degree, yes. And when he played the German, the, or the not German, I can't remember what the country is around is, but he played the German leader, uh-huh. he's got a very, um, very you know, comical German accent. Okay. But when he plays the, the Jewish barber, he doesn't really talk that much in it. But when he does talk, at a point where he does get a chance to talk, he has the very much English accent, he's sort of British accent. Okay. I don't think I've ever, ever heard Charlie Chaplin talking. Well, I, I think if you do nothing tonight, or anyone listening, go home and YouTube the end speech of The Great Dictator. Okay, it's one of the most beautiful speeches in the cinema. Yeah. It really will get you right there. And if you don't share a tear in it, there's something wrong with you. So Particularly now in this day and age, it, it, it's very prevalent. So where did you see this movie? Prince Charles Theatre. Where's that? Uh-huh. It's just off Leicester Square. Okay. It's a very cool, very awesome indie cinema. Uh, if I could own a cinema, it would be that cinema. Okay, so very Prince Charles Theatre in London. Yes, and it doesn't need any promotion. It's get it's doing business. What was the runtime for? Charles it runs at two hours. Yeah, yeah. Okay, that's the longest way. Because obviously, silent movies, you imagine they would be. Like, it's not a silent movie, is it? I know, but I'm saying, <laughs> like, when you think these silent movies, you tend to think that they're twenty-minute snippets are just you know physical yeah. comedy. There is a lot of physical comedy. I'm not denying uh-huh. that, but it's, there is a story there as well. Oh, okay. Okay, um, so that's the few minutes we saw this week was The Mummy, Mummy. Great Dictator and Snatch. If you're going to go see anything, go see The Great Dictator if you can find it somewhere, but it's by far the best film of a lot of them. Maybe, yeah, go and see The Mummy. Don't, <laughs> don't, don't be put off by critics and stuff like that. Go and see The Mummy, see for the film it's meant to be, which is about a fucking mummy, and enjoy it as a, a summer blockbuster movie, which is meant to be. But if you can think of The Dictator on DVD, watch that instead. Watch that instead. Or if a cinema is showing it, which it won't be many, but if you find one, definitely worth watching the uh, but now we'll move on to our main topic, or our, our side project. Our side project. Uh, so. Which is because we're talking about the mummy and we're talk, talking about a man that is Tom Cruise, or as I like to call him because I saw on Twitter, Tomahawk Cruise Missile. Tomahawk Cruise Missile. Which should be his real name, and I wish it was his real name. Uh, and his, basically, his insane career. Tom uh, Cruise um, is, he's the American dream, isn't he? He's, he's you know, he's... he's but crazy. Is he crazy? Well, he's a Scientologist. I think he's a bit crazy, a bit mental. Do you think even out with the Scientologist? I think he has taken the Scientologist very charming, but I think he has got a kind of a 
crazy streak to him, but he bought like sneak up behind you and steal your eyeballs. Crazy. Or? No, I think more like don't look him in the eye when you're walking by him. Don't, don't, don't. You think if you're on set, would be like, don't, don't. I think it would be nice to people. I think it would be nice to people you working with. But I think if you're, a, I don't think you can. I think if you're a fan, maybe come see me. I think I don't think he would be that nice to you. He would maybe shun you. I think so. I like to think Tom would shake my hand and sign my nipple. I think he'd like you because you're roughly the height of him. But if I'm bigger than him, he probably would like me. You might intimidate him. Yeah. Whereas me and Tom can look eye to eye and we can be be friends and chill out. And I'd be like, hey, Tom, I'm calling. He'd be like, oh, fuck <laughs> off. Are you a Scientologist? Oh yeah, yeah. No, I'm I'm not a Scientologist, Tom, but I still like you and be like that's okay. We become non-Scientology friends. Oddly, we were in London. We as like handed Scientology um, stuff um, by Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise. Um, I have some numbers for you. I've done some good on this. All right, okay. Give me Tom Cruise done about forty or so films. I've worked out taking away stuff like his. Um, Cameos and stuff like that, you know, we're not talking about his actual star. His star or movie he plays a prevalent part in. He doesn't actually do that many cameos, Tom Cruise. I've looked at this, you know, normally actors like that, you see him turn up in hundreds of things. He's really done gold member. Tropic Thunder and. That's not a main role. Maybe more of a. It's it's an Anton Cruise role. Yeah. But I'm talking a film where somebody appears like one scene. He tends to to actually get in behind the film. So, there are about four or so films. His gross right now is $3.6 billion. Right. That's fucking money. That's why he's Tom Cruise, because he's bankable. This man, put him in the the, the mummy, which is getting slated, is going to take in another few million because Tom Cruise is in it. It averages out at about $96.7 million per movie. Right. Which is pretty impressive for a guy. You know. still, I mean, this guy's been in the business since since when? Eighty one was his first film. Right. Okay. So, is, is he the last sort of action hero left? Yeah. So he's like thirty six years been doing this shit for. And because all of the thought of like you know Stallone and Schwarzenegger and all they've 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 recently just sort of taken. Yeah. But then you're saying that though, interestingly, but Cruise never started out. No, yes, I was actually but yeah, sort of the last. But he's became he's became it in recent times. Yeah. Yeah. He, he's like the last bastion of like kind of <laughs> people around him right now don't seem to be you know who maybe younger ones who be younger actors don't seem to want to take on that mantle as much like you don't you know, Harvey's done a few sort of action films yeah. Bale's done a few action films mm-hmm. The Rock maybe you could argue with sort of maybe that He's more a kind of big swatch than a beefcake. Yeah, his cruise isn't. It's a different kind of. Cruise has got almost got every man thing. He's like the kind of Bruce Willis actually here. Yes, almost. That, that's his his niece right there. Obviously, Bruce is now. But the reason he's now away from the scene, he's not really doing quite as much as he once did. Yeah. Tom is like sort of the last one of the eighties generation, maybe. Yeah. Who's working consistently and always and never really giving up. And he's still raking in every yeah. movie. He guaranteed it's you know, going to be. We're gonna put one in mail. Alongside him, but unfortunately, Mel was. Yeah, Mel went a bit Mel went crazy. Mel went a little bit. Yeah, done some some nice. Just did some stuff. Yeah, which is a shame to be like Mel. Which we, we, we do like. We don't like Mel. We don't like Mel the man. We like movies. Yes. And that, but yeah, Mel went a bit over. So yeah, Tom Cruise. Um, first 1981. Film. The first uh, film was Taps. Right, I've got to hear his endless love on it. 1981. Both came out the same year. Right. Okay. So Taps is the one set in the, the military academy school. Yeah. yeah. Penning that film? Um, I think he might be. I've, I've only seen it once, I can't really remember it. I've seen it a couple of times, I've not seen it for a long, long time, but it's quite a powerful film. Yeah. And by the end, you kind of a bit numb, like, fuck. It's not like, this. it's not, um, day, it's not um, stripes, and it's not like school no. days, it's a prop. Or, I um, think it's got a few funny bits in it, not yeah. intentionally, but you kind of laugh at the almost the bullying aspects. I think I watched it because I watched the film Toy Soldiers, I've seen that film, when we've shown us. Well, I love that film. Yes, I think because I was saying I can't. 
kicking it with the film Military Academy as well. I wanted to watch Taps because I thought it was the same film. It's not the same film, it's right. a very different film. In Taps, your big name, Sean Penn. Well yes. done. Thank you. George C. Scott, heavy yeah. fucking weight act. Yeah. I mean, this, this is Tom Cruise, a kid working with people like George C. Scott. That's that's f- he wasn't a guy who'd done a lot of TV then before that. He didn't do anything before that. Yeah. It literally was his first job. Yeah. movies and yeah. then he's working with guys like that. Um, Timothy Hutton. I, I like Timothy Hutton. Yeah, well. some good actors in that film. Yeah, so a, a lot of good actors. And it's like, if you've not seen Taps, go and see it. It's a really powerful yeah. film. And the subject matter is quite grim and horrible. It's almost like a sleepers type thing, almost a little bit. Almost, and by the yeah. end, you kind of feel, fuck, you know, I've been, been through a, a yeah, long right. film. Yeah. It's, it's a heavyweight film we started for a film off. Yeah. Definitely. Endless Love, I know nothing about. No, me neither. I've never uh, seen The Outsiders. Right. You love, I imagine you're a man who loves outsiders. I adore because outsiders is your 80s lineup. Rob Lowe, Swayze, Lowe, Cruz, Solons, and I think Emilio might be a Keeper's definitely, Keeper's definitely, yes. So, so you just got all your 80s kind of, you know, it's almost a combination of like the kind of Lost Boys and Young Guns, you know, all just kind of put together. Well, I read Rob Lowe's autobiography not long ago, and he talked about that film at great length because that is the film that made him who he was. Beautiful, yeah. beautiful film, man. Uh, the, the Dillons is bad. I don't know both Dillons are in it, but I think Matt Dillons definitely. Yeah, I think Matt Dillons is in it as well. Tom Waits is in that film as well. The cast is it's a fantastic cast. If you were to pay for that cast now, yeah. you would you'd be hundreds of millions. So just I've only seen the film like twice. Right, I've seen it. You've seen it many times. Oh, lots of times, yeah. And yeah, it's, it's, it sticks with you. My favourite? It does, it's possible, yeah. One of my favourite films. And Tom Cruise, he's not that major, he's not a biggest role in it, no. Not a big role at all in it, he's just in it now again, but when he's in it, he does. Enough, you can see why this guy. You can look and see that there's a star quality. Um, the, the main ones in it are Ralph Macchio and, and Thomas Hill. Did the, yeah. the main two, but everyone else revolves around him. And everyone, there's not a bad performance. It's one, it's one of the films yeah. held up as like a great, almost like you know the way Days and Confused is. Yeah. You know now yeah. it's, it's a film that everyone went on to bigger things, greater things. Yeah. You can see a lot of raw talent just there. Yeah, just waiting to everyone. That must, that must have been an audition process. They managed to pick out all these guys went for an audition. It must have been that was hard, hard auditions. Yeah. Imagine it'd be a nightmare trying to pick out them. I mean, how could you? The fact that Ralph Macchio was sort of the main actor in it, yet he's the one who probably disappeared the most out of all those actors. Yeah, it's Karate Kid and Emma Hamsterf, which was a bit of a shame, but no, I, I loved it. So I, um, I think it's, I've never read the book, but I think the book's like a sense reading and American kind of. Like education, education stuff like yeah, that, yeah. I think it's you know it's a kind of classic. I've never, read, I've never read any of the book. And yeah, I've never read it either. But the movie I've seen countless times, and if you've not seen it, you know, why not watch it? Moving on from that, his next film was Risky Business. With Rebecca, Rebecca Morning. Morning, where he employs the prostitutes. Yes, yes. Uh, it's a proper. It's a real coming of age film. I like yeah, it. Yeah, definitely. It's in the line. It's it's got more charm than say a Porky's. It's, it's a bit classier than a Porky's. Yeah, yeah. It's not. As Smutty, it doesn't yeah. go for dick jokes so much and stuff like that. And Cruise, it's, almost, it's almost a Ferris Bueller type thing. Yeah, Cruise is young and he's charming, he's handsome. You can kind of see who's becoming now at this point, yeah. and it's likeable. Kind of every man character, boy next door almost. And he did do the whole sex comedy thing with losing it. Have you ever seen that one? I've not seen losing it. That's his, I'll check it out, his lowest grossing film of all time. Okay. And right. at the time it made about $1 million. Overall, that's about inflation, about $4 million overall. Wow, okay. So Tom Cruise. Tom Cruise won for you. Yeah, he's um, And it is sort of your porkies. They go down to like Mexico to. Almost like a Porky's bachelor party type thing, you know, it's one of those kind of films. You feel it was tied up in maybe a, a movie deal, you've done risky business, you've done that, and one of the ones you had to do to sort of like. That's kind of contracted, contracted as a film, and throw a different genre in there as well, see what happens. Yeah. Uh, from that, we went to all the right moves. 
Um, I've seen, I don't remember much about it, but yeah, I've seen all the right moves. I've not, only I know about it is if you, um, from the line from Scream, if you pause in the right place, you can see his dick. I've never seen the film. I don't ever want to see Tom Cruise because the problem is, is we're both quite small. If he's bigger than me, that's, that's a problem really for you. Fucking yeah. embarrass me. So yeah, I don't think I'm going to ever pause. I don't know. I know. If, I know it's a football film, like an American football yeah, film. Yeah, as I said, maybe I seen it years ago when I was seen it. Maybe a Friday Night Lights type thing, sort of. Possibly. Possibly. A bit people talk about it. People in America sort of talk about it the same way that people in Britain talk about say like the greatest, not the best escape, like. Um, Escape the Victory type thing is one of those kind of real kind of feel good American films that it's all it's well known and they watch it in either high school they watch it on like Thanksgiving or like it's sort of it's, it's that kind of film kind of big big American yeah, yeah, yeah. they like it it's a good sport movie and where did they go after that I'm going to assume this is a film that you are the only person who likes and you're probably the, the main person who paid tickets to the woods here and that's the film Legend I love Legend I knew you would love Legend how can you not like Legend Tim Curry playing the best <laughs> in fucking ever uh, Mia Sarah, yeah, yeah, who plays the girl who's adorable, and Tom Cruise being all cute and doe-eyed, it doesn't say nothing. It's brilliant. Yeah, knew, there is some, there is one person out there who likes Legend, <laughs> and I knew that it would be you. Everyone likes Legend. I'm not. I've only seen it once, and I thought it was crap. Tim Curry's. I, I mean, Tim Curry's fight always good, but I thought it was a crap film. I thought it was awful. It's totally as as you know, it was in the eighty what eighty four five. I don't know eighty four or five. Isn't it Scott maybe? Wasn't it possibly Scotland? Scott, maybe. Let's, let's see Ridley Scott maybe. Let's see. I mean, Ridley Scott would be the kind of guy you'd imagine doing it. Well, you talked to him. some real crap his life, but I don't think it's Ridley Scott. Um, I, I, Tim Curry is just amazing. And he, he, he's unrecognisable as Tim Curry, the same as that. He's kind of unrecognisable as well, but he, he just does so much with Did it come out after Empire Strikes Back, 85? When was Empire Strikes oh. Back out? I think Empire Strikes Back was before that. So it's almost like it cash in Empire Strikes Back a little bit? No, no, not at all. I think it, it's can, more like kind of labyrinth and never ending story. Yeah, that yeah, so that film. Kind of yeah, yeah. Right, legend, so let me say, I'm just. If, if that had hit, Tom, what Tom Cruise would have been, would have been like sort of doing fantasy films after that? Possibly, he, he could have been Doctor Fucking Who for all we know. Yeah, rather than doing what he did in 1985. Yeah, Scott will do pretty much anything and not everything he does is great. It's not always but no, no, fuck you, Legend's a good film, man. He done the duelists. Then he done Alien, Rocks and Music, Blade Runner. Apple Mac and then Legend. So, so Blade Runner was a follow-up. This was a follow-up to Blade Runner. Yeah, there was I think of Apple Mac 1984, which I don't know what that is. People must yeah. have been hyped for this film based on the fact that the guy who done people Alien enjoyed it. People did not enjoy it. The, the box office telling people did not enjoy this. What film. was the box office? It was about 14 million it made. I'd have paid that just. Yeah, yeah. I'm assuming you, you can for at least half of the box office <laughs> of that film. Um, I never seen it in this cinema, but I've seen it countless times in DVD and TV, and I, I think it's a good film. Uh, is that film improved by alcohol? Drugs, maybe. Uh, maybe drugs, definitely maybe, drugs. Maybe, yeah, yeah, possibly. Um, <laughs> after, the, after Legend in 85, Tom Cruise's career was going to go into the toilet, I believe. I think everyone knew this. 
Right. Even though you didn't think about this. <laughs> but we, I did. Well, I didn't. I was, well, I was born in 1985. Well, I, right. I was, I was way over that point. Yeah, I was 14. You're 14 at that point, so this is right. You always but the next time we do, probably is he not only probably more people's favourite Tom Cruise film, it's still to this day his biggest grossing film. Which is? Top Gun. Top Gun, Maverick himself. That is his biggest film. Do you uh, like Top Gun? I love you. Fucking, I, I'm so excited for this sequel to do. Um, how can you not? And then Top Gun's is not. It's not. Val Kilmer's called fucking ice man. I know, I'm not. I'm not against Top Gun. I'm just saying. This is an Meg fucking Meg Ryan is in there. I don't have the same love for Top Gun. That, for example, you who grew up with Top Gun as a major, like sort of fifteen. You told me about fifteen. I take it, yeah. Uh, yeah, I'd probably seen it when it came out. So, it can, so that can make a massive impact on you. So yeah. it's, and even I saw Jurassic Park. Right, I saw it. Yeah. It's the same, it makes an impact on you. Top Gun did not make that same impact on me. Oh, listen, back 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 then it was. You had Top Gun and Iron Eagle were your two kind of plane movies, and it was just this amazing fucking cool jocks, you know, fucking macho pilots flying about and being cool as fuck, getting all the hot girls. And, and, and that's why I wanted to be Top Cruise because he fucking flies an F 15 and he wears fucking shades and drives a motorbike and bangs with her face, Kelly. I can't remember Kelly, whoever her name is. Yeah. I'm honest, I like Hot Shots better. Hot Shots is, yeah, Hot Shots parties are real good, but no, no, Top Gun's just beautiful, man. It's Kelly McGillis. Kelly McGillis, yeah. Um, who I, I, would watch, I would watch Hot Shots over Top Gun. Uh, every time. I enjoy them. I would watch Hot Shots 2 over Top Gun. No, I, I, I like them both. I, I love both movies, um, but I, I think I would watch Stealth Commander over Top Gun. Really? Have you seen Top Gun? I have. Yeah, I've seen it a couple of times. Um, I think people who who love Top Gun for the most part are remembering a couple of key scenes in the film. Oh yes. They're not remembering the actual yeah. film itself. The film itself has got a lot of filler and a lot of chuff, and it's not as good as Absolutely, and it kind of drags a bit. It's it does. It's a draggy film, well. yeah. But no, the, I mean the, the wee bit says you remember Cruise flying, obviously doing his kind of magic moves. Yeah, and you remember the, the remember the, the volleyball match. You have lost that love and feeling. You yeah, you remember that. those bit. You remember those. And the, the biggest bit I remember is when he points at Valcom at the end, and he goes, "You," and they just point to each other. Yeah. like, I love that. But yeah, but it's like it's a it's not a great film. Film. It's just it's it's no, iconic moments that people. Well, sort of, they hit a certain nerve. I love them. I Bro, fucking love Top Gun. Um, I can't remember the name of the sequel. I've given it a name. Top Gun Maverick, it's called. Top Gun Maverick. Tell me, he'll be able to the, the Tom Skerritt role in that film. Yeah, I think he'll be the the the. the kind of it's Michael Ironside in, in Top Gun as well. No, I think Ironside. No, I'm not bothered. He's yeah, yes, one of those. I can't remember. Um, I do love Michael Ironside as well. One from Top Gun, one of my favourites. Uh, working with Scorsese, Color of Money. Color of Money is a great film, yes. Um, yeah, Paul Newman. It's, new, it's a film so good that Newman got an Oscar for a film he done in The Hustle. That's how good it was. Yeah. Tom Cruise and Valeria Galino, possibly. Jeff Jason Lee. Oh, is it Jennifer Jason Lee? Right, okay, I think Hot Shots in. Yeah, Kelly Kelly Gillis is Hot Shots. Yeah. No, no she's, she's in. She's in Top Gun. Kelly Gillis in Top Gun is that one, yes. Hot Shots and Jennifer Jason Lee is in Color of Money. This is, like, this is the run where Tom Cruise has kind of his own as probably one of the... I think starting from Top Gun is... Top Gun is an amazing run. We'll run from very quickly. Like Color of Money, yeah. which I love. I love the fact Great. that America, it's got a Warren Zevon song in it as well. It's got Beryl for London in it. Remember the okay. plane in the plane pool? Mm-hmm. It's got Forrest Whitaker in it as well. Yes. Yes. <laughs> 
this seat is crazy. Yeah, come on and watch for me in every way. I love the hustle. I love Paul Newman. Paul Newman's my favourite actor. Um, so when I see Paul Newman acting, just the balls off this film. He just brings his character back after. I mean, hustle came out what forties or something? Maybe late late forties, fifties maybe. Fifties maybe. Then he brings it back what thirty odd years later and still it and owns that character yeah, every way. Every bit of charm is there. Um, is it Rain Man? Love, love, fucking love Rain Man. Yeah, it's Hoffman's awesome performance that makes that film. Hoffman and Bill from Cruise. Well, that's what we as a partnership. It's yeah. A, and I'm glad it's not one of those films that, like, you know, they're all trying to get like, these two guys back together to do another film. Yeah. They, yeah. they feel like that's, leave it as that. It, it's, it's, it's just in a movie, standalone, it's done, you don't need to do anything else. I'm not even meaning it as, like, I don't, I, don't want a, I don't want a Rain Man sequel. Yeah. You know, Rain Man, like, what, like, like <laughs> Rain Man Strikes Twice or something like that. No, he's that. Yeah. I don't want a sequel to Rain Man, but I, like, I thought about trying to get them back together. As actors, you know, but they've never really done that. Uh, there's there's well. not, which again is, is fine. Um, I'm kind of happy with that. Rain Man's a great, great film. Or Matt Cocktail. I love Co- love Brian Brown. <laughs> love Tom Cruise. <laughs> I don't know who the girl is in it. It's interesting you know the guy or not the girls in these films. You know, that that Tom, tells a lot. If Tom, <laughs> Tom Cruise doesn't give you a boner, then you're just not fucking human. Okay. Um, <laughs> I've only seen Cocktail once, and I'm honest to say, but I didn't really care seen about cocktail it. Cocktail a few. It's Top Gun with cocktails, is it? There's a Rich Hall joke, remember that? The Rich Hall joke about, like, you know, Tom Cruise did Top Gun, he's a, he's a fighter pilot, pretty good fighter pilot, then he's a crisis of confidence, thinks he's not a good fighter pilot, and then when he realizes he is a good fighter pilot, and tries out again. Then he does, then he does a cocktail, so he, used to be, he was a cocktail, a cocktail maker, then he said he, he wasn't a good cocktail maker, and every song does exactly the same. Pretty but there was a formula in the Before, like, you know, he Days of Thunder as well, which is also one. Top, yeah, top, top Gun on wheels. It's the only film he's got a story credit on, interestingly enough. Uh, yeah, he got a story credit for Data Thunder. No, 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 I was doing some research last night. He was writing it. He covered his story, so I mean, that tells you maybe he went to a couple of years, but I wanted to do a film about race car drivers, and he went, oh, that's a good idea, Tom. We'll put that down on there. We'll write you a film, Tom. Yes. You can, yeah, we'll put your name on there as well. Yeah. But before that one, after Cocktail, he'd done probably his best performance, I think. Um, that he probably should have at least got an Oscar nomination for. I don't think he got an Oscar nomination for the film. Was born the fourth of July. Where he played John Kovacs yeah. in the Oliver Stone film. It is, I think, it's by far his best performance. I think Gareth Sinise is in that as well. And both from yeah, they just act their fucking hearts out. Yeah, um, it, yeah. I don't know if he didn't get an Oscar for it. Why? I don't think he, you know. Guess he not get an Oscar for it. I don't even know if he could nominate for that. Film. His part was amazing. Yeah, he gets a gritty part, and I think he should have. But I'm going to say, look, I can act, you know, I'm fucking Tom Cruise. I'm a parody of the 80s movies, but no fuck yous. Done an absolute double Yeah, yeah, acted. I mean, in a, in a career that all the Stones had, it's probably one of the Stones' best as well. Yeah, yeah absolutely. It's a film that really had Amazing film. Him and Gary Sinise are heartbreaking together. You know, some of the scenes are proper fucking real squirming yeah. watch. Um, so from that, there's a thunder, which is toppling on the cars. <laughs> you know, you met Nicole Kidman and it's got Robert Duvall in it. Yeah, <laughs> that's right, yeah, and then after that would have been Farm Away. Which I love Farm Away. Which is where Kidman and Cruz became a thing. I think, I think they oh, I think obviously met on Days of Thunder, but yeah, became a thing on Farm Away. Yeah, it was like, because um, always had Charmer's story about the bit where the sheriff's his heart and he's actually naked and yeah. the reaction is real. Yeah. And that reaction would have been the same as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah totally. But I love Farm Away. I don't so know why it, I love Farm Away, but I do love Farm Away. It, can it, it's a long film. Mm. And there's it's good to there's nothing in it that... that it's amazing 
understand that. Oh, yeah, it just moves in general. I, I like Ron Howard as a director. I will second watch most things Ron Howard yeah, does, and I like that. Carries you along gently, and then by the end you're like, yeah, that was good. And you know, you've nothing bad about it. You just like, I enjoyed that. Yeah, yeah. I like, so, it. It works for me. I, even with his Irish accent, it works for me. Yeah, totally. <laughs> it still works to me. Yeah. I like it. Um, after that, a few good men. Again, yeah. This is with Tom Cruise acting again. He's like, no, fuck you. I can still act. He's up against Nicholson. And holds hold his own. Holds his own, I would say, yeah. Aaron Sorkin script. Yeah, who else is in that? It's um, all a big name on it. Got a blank and big name on that one. But yeah, no, he, he proper again, he goes in acting and he fucking swings big and hits the UK. It's an incredible run, he's on us now. Um, also, that's that interview with the vampire. Again. Not a fan. No. No. I love that. Not a fan. Brad Pitt and Tom Cruise and, and fucking Banderas as well. I mean, the casting works for me, but I'm, I'm not a vampire fan. Do you know? No, I'm, I'm a fan. I'm not a fan of sexy vampires. No. I like if I'm a vampire, I want a vampire to rip your throat out and then leave your body for for you know, dust. I don't I'm, I'm a Lost Boys vampire. Yeah, that, so that's my idea of vampire. Yeah, I'm, so, but they're brutal vampires. They're not sexy yeah, vampires. They're kind, of, they're kind of cool. Though. They're cool, but they're not sexy. So like bite me, Kiefer. You. But they will, they will eat you. But a vamp, any vampire is more about oh look how they, they repress sexual energy of these creatures, and I'm like I'm not into that. It's Banderas, isn't it? In many it means he's got charm. Not denying that. I like Banderas. Fair enough. I mean, nothing wrong with Banderas. Banderas. Everyone loves Banderas. Everyone loves And Christian Slater as well. I mean, again, everything in the film is something I like. Do you know what? Put those four guys in the room, right, and tell them to talk about fucking the colour of toilet paper. I would, I would yeah, listen to I that like shit. all four of the actors, yeah. but I'm just not a fan of that film. No. Right. Nah, so Kirsten Dunn's been a cute wee girl. Nah, because that freaks me out. Yeah, it's pretty scary. Nah, not a fan. I mean, it, again, not a bad film, just not one for me. I wouldn't, I wouldn't move to watch that film anytime soon. Plus, it's just another thing as well. It's like an interview with the vampire, but everyone sees an interview with the vampire, yeah. don't they? And I don't get that. It's, yeah. it's just one that's always kind of stuck with it. I think even I do it sometimes about yeah, an interview with a vampire, not know it's the, the, the vampire. vampire. Yeah, you got to mean, just that's actually taking the film. After okay. that, doing on the more courtroom stuff with the fun. I don't think I've ever seen it. Before. I don't think I've seen it either, to be honest. Gene, huh? I'm sure that was in it, but I'm not entirely yeah. sure. I know it's based on a talk, not Tom Clancy, um, John Grisham. Right, okay. But um, I don't know anything about it. Never ever seen it either, so let's no. fucking skip that one. Um, Mission Impossible, first one. Take me a little time to like it. I was two or three viewings before I enjoyed it, and um, I wasn't an immediate fan of it. Not much of a fan of it. No, what did you but think of it? I liked it when I first saw it. Yeah. It's a good, proper espionage film. It wasn't going for the big action film thing. It actually had an espionage story in it, first of all, and then the action came second, and that made the best. I think you've nailed it. I think it confused me. Yes, <laughs> you went and bought, went and bought an action movie. Yeah, and it was like, you know, what's going on? Just, you know, hurry up, hurry up, do something. You'll get it in about four movies' time. Yes. Um, we get, after that, Jerry Maguire, which again, I thought he should have been also nominated I've for. I've never seen Jerry Maguire. You saw it, I'm going to bring it on to you because it's yes, family I know, I know, I know. It is a fantastic film. Show me the money. I know yeah, the shit. Yeah, you know, you know, you know how good it is, and it's been played fantastic. I've had so often, I've just never got around to watch it. Well worth a watch, it's yeah, fantastic. I'll really. try and get well, I will get out to it eventually. Um, in fact, it's got an Oscar winner, um, Trojan Jr. won an Oscar for it. Mm-hmm. That's right. Um, so it's a great film. It really Who's is. Who's the girl in it? It's Renny Zell. Renny Zell is in the film as well. Had me hello. It's one of the films you know the lines from because it's so well known. Even though I haven't seen it, it's not It was a film Maguire was backed up by Almost Famous by Cam. 
Cameron Crowe, and that's like that's it's a fantastic one to punch. You're saying almost famous? No, that's the one where like Agent Rockstar. Yes, no, that Agent. There's a band coming through. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. All right. Me and your question friendship right now. You've also seen Jim White, all almost famous. Well, you know, I'm just saying you don't like fucking legends. So to shame, my friend. To shame. Sure. <laughs> um, after that, Magnolia again. Probably my least favourite Tom Cruise film. No, see, that's the one where uh, which woman against his face deconstructed. That's that right. Well, I think it's not even Oscar. Yeah, Oscar. Right. Magnolia. Tell me about it. Uh, I can't remember anything about it, to be honest. Okay, okay. Uh, it was just a complete basketball. Same with Eyes Wide Shot, I'm a big Kubrick fan, but that film just left me cold. I've never seen it. Yeah. Um, obviously, there was a whole controversy when it came out. Are the Kidman crews, are naked, they're buying shit like that. Yeah. And I just had no interest in watching it. I didn't want to see Tom Cruise fucking Nicole Kidman. Yeah. And, and then, so I'm, like, I'm a big Kubrick fan, but that film, I, just, I didn't do anything for me. Fell flat, fell flat, did Kubrick die before it was. Yes. Yeah, so who finished it off, do you know? I think there was enough there that he made a film. I don't know if people oversaw it in some way, because he was also very friendly with him, but I'm not entirely sure. Okay. The next film he's going to do is AI, and Spielberg picked that one up. Right, okay, cool. Um, but no, either shot. No, not a fan. I've never seen it before. Yeah. Next one, you wanted the mission Impossible action film, you got the Mission Impossible action film. Mission Impossible 2, my favourite Mission Impossible film. You are an, it's right. so wrong, it's not even a Mission Impossible film, it's just a big right. stupid John Woo movie. I'm sure we're spoken this in the last podcast. Two you scenes. Want to get two, two scenes, yeah. The scene where he's driving a motorbike, fucks on the front brake, rears, the, the bike goes up on his front wheel, he kicks it around and drives off, right? Right. That's a fucking cinematic beauty, right? No, but it's, and then it does a flash kick like Guy on Street Fighter up and a dog fucking flies away. It's not a good film. I love it. Degree Scott is terrible. Degree Scott is terrible. <laughs> thankfully, that film injured Degree Scott, and we don't have a Degree Scott Wolverine. That's the main point of that film. I think he would have been that bad as well. Yes. He would have I, don't think, I don't think I don't think he would have stuck around for 10 times you watch him in 10 movies. Do you think he'd Scottish accent? How do you like him, Apple's Bob? Yeah. Nah, I don't think he would have done that. That'd no, he would not have done that. I'm the best of what I do, you know no. what I mean? No. Tony Scott doesn't talk like that anyway. <laughs> He's barely got a Scottish accent in Mission Impossible 2. I don't think I like the Mission Impossible 2, it's shot in Sydney, and I like I love Sydney, so I, so I like seeing like Sydney. Sydney. Um, I enjoyed it, and like I said, those two scenes in particular, just honestly, I, I think those almost make the full movie. Love those scenes. That bit with the bike is just like wow. I'm going to reappraise this film, but I'm not, I'm not buying it. Um, no Sky. Never seen Miller's guy. It's odd. I know that's one. He's a doctor, has a character, yeah. gets his face reconstructed. Yeah. Cameron Crowe again as well. It's it has. Lo- I didn't know Crowe and Cruz had such a. Yeah, I mean, I think after Jay Maguire, obviously, you know, it's a good performance. You know, uh, Crowe likes to use some people again, and you, you might notice later on as well. Cruz likes to work with some people again. He likes to bring people back and people to work around him. So people like yeah. So so Miller's guy. He also. I mean, I think of more, the more, if Tom Cruise wants to be in your film, you say yes, you know, because it's oh, a yeah. yeah. Right. Imagine that Tom wants to start now. Yeah, I'm not, I don't want to. I don't want Tom Cruise. Yeah. yeah. Um, but it's, good, it's good, but it's good, but it's not even, it's not Cameron Crowe's best, not Tom Cruise's best. It's kind of maybe almost art housey. Who else was in the world for the Penelope Cruise? Yeah, the Cruise. Was this the Cruise Cruise thing? How yes. Yeah, as well? yeah. It's just kind of freaky, isn't it? But yeah, I don't want that. Yeah, no. um, after that, then back to, he's kind of bent back action with Minority Report, a film I think is vast underrated. I love Minority yeah, Report. So yeah. 
yeah, it is a damn good. And it's so it predicts so, so much. Yeah, yeah. when you watch it, like fuck yeah, we're, we're doing this. Well, people were brought in, people on the set who were like sort of like futurists. Right. They basically tell them where technology was going in the next 10, 15, 20 years. And if you look at that film, that's when technology it's funny is. Because when you're watching that film back then, when he's doing all the swiping the screens, it was like ridiculous and impossible. But then when you watch Tony Stark doing it, it's, it's like, right. fine. And we're all pretty much yeah. doing that anyway. Aye, totally. Then you look at the smart fridges and like sort yeah, of the, totally. and basically the paper's an iPad, essentially, what you're reading. Totally ahead yeah. of time. Brilliant, brilliant film. I don't know why they're scared for it, but it is. I think it's slightly, sh- I think the ending of a small scene which I think Spielberg been guilty of in the past, and we all, uh, something we all live against Spielberg at times. But up until maybe the last ten minutes, five minutes even, it's a fantastic movie. Yeah. If you cut it five minutes early, it's a great movie. I agree with you completely. Yeah. Brilliant. Uh, yeah. After that, a film that actually made me cry was The Last Samurai. Good. Again, it never done. Never done the way business. Did it? Um, no, no, it didn't. Billy Connolly. Billy Connolly. He's in it at the start of it. Yes. Um, there's, a, there's a bit. I seen that. I seen it was covered up where the samurai's walking down and they just lop someone's head off. Yes. Yeah. On and it's a whole horror thing and they cut it out and it was like such a relevant point you'd seen as to like kind of samurai psyche and stuff. There like was a speech and then at the end of the the um, the, the young what's your what's your Japan called the, the, um, the emperor the emperor, yeah. emperor he gives a speech of what you should embrace what is new while adhering to what is old and honestly, I was I was watching something with my friend and we used to, I, we both used to each other we started bawling with, with tears just for no reason yeah. just laughing just crying and crying and crying it's like this is so just we're grown men we should all be crying in this film do you know what I'm good movie um, well, no, I like The Last Samurai again it didn't not the most commercially successful but his performance in it was it's good brilliant yeah. Yeah. Even, even the white man in Japan you can, it's sort of it's, 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 it's dodgy ground yeah but, but no, I think it'll be real I'm with you I totally love that um, collateral uh, right, okay, again. Every week we talk about Jamie Foxx, why? Can we not have any more But it is a good Jamie Foxx performance. No. It's not? No, it's a good Tom Cruise performance. Jamie Foxx is... is I do not like Jamie Foxx. But even if Jamie Foxx is bad, can you not give him credit if he has a good performance? No. Like, for example, like Ray. No. He's refused to acknowledge Jamie Foxx. I've never seen Ray. If I ever watched Jamie Foxx, it's accidentally. There's a film coming out, there's a film out this week, or next week, or this week for some of us, next week for a lot of people. Baby Driver. He's in that. Yes. Are you, does that make you question Baby Driver? I'm sure I won't make his partner. Be like, I've got to live with myself. I'll play the film. Okay. Uh, maybe one day I'll test with him. Jamie Foxx, he's, he's never... I just don't... It's probably my most favourite Michael Mann film, Collateral. Um, Collateral's a good movie. Oh. Uh, it's a total Michael Mann vehicle from start to finish. Uh, but yeah, just Jamie Fox takes me out and move it. That's it. That's it, fair enough. Just don't like it at all. Next one, World of Worlds. Love it. I love it as well. Absolutely. Spielberg is best. Love I think it's a crack movie. It's a good adaptation yeah. of the book. We've been um, updating it as well. It's about the basement we have in Tim. Tim Robbins, yeah. Brilliant. And he plays a dad really well, I think. Yeah, he does. He's buying him as being a dad, you know. Like, he's he 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 a dad, albeit. But he, he, but he plays, he actually, for a guy who looks like Tom Cruise, he plays an everyman quite well. Yeah. And very rarely did I watch a Tom Cruise film and see Tom Cruise. Yeah, he embodies a bit like you know, bit like Tom Hanks can do. You don't have to go, oh, that's Tom Hanks. You go, that's you kind of lose yourself in the role. And his, his performance, yeah, I think Tom Hanks. Yeah, it was at Dakota Fanny. Dakota Fanny's in that one, yes. Big thing, yeah. Spielberg then directing. I think it's a great film. I think it's a really good adaptation. I love the walkers, and I think they're brilliant. And it just moves. It moves. It's a real sense of dread throughout the whole film. I think works really well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm in hope. 
Full kind of a big fan of Cruise, big fan of Spielberg, but I loved the original. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked the original. I adore it. I mean, I watched that film when I was a kid so many times. Yeah, no, they've done it justice. They, I they, think so. For such a, there is no such an iconic movie anyway to tackle that in the first place. It's brave, but to make it work. Yeah. Well, absolutely, absolutely fantastic. Yeah. Uh, Mission Impossible 3. Don't remember it now, but is that the one with Philip Seymour Hoffman yes. Duncan, Philip Dudana? Philip Seymour Hoffman Duncan, yes. Yes, okay, not Duncan, that must be good. You, um, <laughs> we had some feedback as the of why you dislike Philip Seymour Hoffman. Is there any reason why you dislike him? I just don't get it. I've just, I, I, the, as an actor in the film or a, an actor generally? I don't think he kind of became this iconic, amazing actor until he died. That's when he became, oh, he was amazing. Do you know why you think that? Because you've not seen Almost Famous yet. I've never seen Almost Famous. Exactly. You are the most famous films of the Almost in that, there's... I think a lot of people jumped on that he's dead, he was a good actor, no. bandwagon. No. I think up until that point, he was a good actor, but no. that was it. He wasn't good enough to go notice at the time he died, and it was a book we loved him so much. No, no you fucking did. No, Fimo Hoffman was a guy, I, I disagree entirely, he's a guy who, in every film he was in, he brought so much life to a role, and even in a bad film, if, if he really did, he was by far the best thing in it. He can do something like The Master, where he's like, yeah, just, I'm not a huge fan of Thomas Anderson, but The Master's a fantastic film, and he is fantastic in it. Well, you are an avid movie goer, so uh-huh. you would go and see the movies, whereas I think a lot of people... After he died, fucking post-death became possibly yes. fans of Foxy Morgan at that point. Possibly. Um, and I just I don't want to jump on that bandwagon. I think I don't I, I never really can have he was not my reader until he died. Or when he died, I didn't think I better go watch his films because you know, I didn't care before. Why suddenly would I care about him? He's a bad actor, I'm not saying he's a bad actor, just yeah. once you see almost famous, I think you'll start reappraising him. Okay. Well, he, he's, that, some, is this a challenge? No, I think it's a great film and it's a great okay. film and his role he's, got, he's only in it for about 15 minutes in the film he's a, a journalist called Lester Banks like a, a rock journalist the moment you see him he's uh, just he, he gets his role he, and you know exactly who this guy is and he, he's sort of like a almost a Jiminy Cricket type figure throughout the whole film he's sort of talking to the main actor and every scene he's in he's like every says you go that's that's the man I want to be that's the man I'm not want to be that's the man I am okay. and maybe I don't want to be that man but I'm kind of close to him as the rock star yeah. Yeah. I'm not the rock star but I can definitely be him just so not vilified here but I don't dislike Philip Seymour Hoffman I just don't he, 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 I don't rate him as that actor everyone else is that's fair enough I'm sure you know he done good roles and stuff like that but I've no interest in watching his films and I don't think after his death he was a better actor than before I suppose he was a better actor before he, after he died he was, a, he was a great actor in life as well yeah maybe one day I'll kind of buy him for more his films and check him out I but think you yeah, have to yes I should do that that's your homework for next week so that's uh, your question answered Mr fucking question me will you fuck <laughs> after the uh, after Mission Impossible 3, Lines for Lambs. It's a good kind of, it's a kind of, it's a political thriller. It's, okay. it's Meryl Streep's in it. He holds me toe to toe. Good film. Didn't do well at the box office because it's a political thriller. Genuinely never actually heard of it, which is... I think he might even have the Anne credit in it, but I'm not 100% sure. Okay. I'm not 100%. But Where could, did he go from there? Uh, Valkyrie. Mm. Which I haven't seen. I dug a lot. Is it good? Yes. Does he wear a patch? Yes. I like patches. Yes. Yeah. Um, doesn't do a German accent, which we could call it a good choice. Does a kind of, kind of German accent, but not quite. It doesn't go full, you know, a little lower or anything. Yeah. Um, but no, it's a good film, works really well. Um, he's very good in it as well, and he tells a really good, really interesting story as well. One of those ones I want to see, I've just not got into it yet, so I will pick it up. It's, um, That's the one with a plot to kill Hitler. Hitler. Yeah. yeah, by his own. His own German. 
Eagles, yeah. yeah. Um, it's directed by the guy who done X-Men, who's named Brian Singer. Brian Singer, it's, yeah. It's Alright, okay. Good film. Okay. Really good film. One day I shall watch it. Watch that um, one. It's not from not one to just have it. Yeah. Um, Tropic Thunder? Love Tropic Thunder. Uh, I only seen it yeah. for the first time last year. Did I was you? the last person in the world to see, see Tropic Thunder, and when I seen it, I was like, this is... Did you recognise him in the film? Yeah, I did. I didn't recognise him straight away. Those big hands that he's got are fucking on, mm. and that dance he does, he, he totally comes in. But he's a lot of the role, though. It, oh, wow. I mean, it's an extended cameo to an extent, but it is a good role. It's one of those ones you're like, what the fuck are you doing? Yeah. What the fuck are you doing? I think it, brought, I think it gave people a lot of new life to him. You're going like, oh shit, Tom Cruise can do that as well. Aye, you know? He's a funny, funny guy. Definitely. Yeah. Really weird new role, but yeah, I love talking about him. Uh, night and Day? Not seen it. I did, it was not good. That's got Cameron in the DM. Yeah, yeah. I've seen bits of it and never seen the full film. It's I've never actually thought of wanting. I would watch pretty much any Tom Cruise film that we've talked about on this list so far. I'd even watch um, Eyes Wide Shut again. Legend Bef- again. I'd probably watch Legend again oh. before I'd watch Tropic Thunder. And not Tropic Thunder, Thunder uh, Night and Day. Night and Day. It's just, it's awful. So you'd recommend that I should never watch Night and Day? I would, Night and Day is one I think is a weak, weak, weak film. Do you think Tom Cruise is a better person for me to watch that film? Yes. Okay. It seemed almost like a. In fact, we might get to one in a minute that's maybe just as bad. That someone at the table may I enjoyed a lot more than I did. We'll get to the minute. Uh, after that one, done Mission Impossible Ghost Protocol. I enjoyed that. I enjoyed that actually a lot. Yeah, man loves to fucking run. He wants to start to run up and get ridiculous uh, reaction sequences are insane. But he's still, he's still put an espionage to it and it works. Yeah, yeah. and Cruz still goes for everything that he does. It's fucking Cruz. Cruz, yeah. yeah. Hanging off, that's woman's hanging off the window. Yes, off the top of the Dubai Tower thing. Yeah. Cruz done that shit. Yes, he did. There was no like that's no that was fucking Tom Cruise hanging off the window like. How many thousand feet along the fucking ground? It was, yeah, it's good. Um, after that was the one, Rock of Ages. You ever see Rock of Ages? I've not seen Rock of Ages. <laughs> Jill did no. actually. Is this the one I'm thinking about the old rock stars? It's not like a rock opera. He's like an old sort of ageing rock star who's like playing a club in a one-off gig type thing. Okay, nice. No. It's one of those things where you go, I see what he's done, it's totally different what he would normally do. It doesn't really work that way as a movie. It's not hard for him. But, but he's not bad in it. He's, yeah. he's, but as a film itself, I'd probably I'd put that alongside Night Day as well. I'd probably watch the least. Good luck. Good on him for fucking trying. I mean, he swings. He yeah. does swing. And he swings well. And he he hits, the film does not. Okay. Despite regards the person across the table who's shaking her head at us right Jill, now. Jill likes it. Jill likes that film. Well, that's good. That's the point of movies is you can only get... It has an audience movie. somewhere. Yeah. I'm not that audience. And I love I do it as a great deal musical, but that's not a musical. Is that an actual singing? Does it sing? Yeah, he sings. Is it a good singer? Yeah, it's kind of all tuned. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all tuned. But he's singing like Living on a Prayer and all that because it's all like in a proper rock song. I've not seen this movie. You probably may enjoy it more than I did, I'm actually. kind of fucking right. Yeah. yeah. Um, after that, Jack Reacher. Good film. I've seen the new Jack Reacher, yes. but not the first Jack. This one's vast. The Jack Reacher is vast. I wrote the Valor from the start. Everything is good with the Valor. Number two, the only thing about it is Jack Reacher in the, con- in the comics, in the books, he's both like six foot six, ex marine. He's a big bastard, yeah. Tom Cruise is not a big bastard. Tom Cruise is probably about the same height as me, maybe smaller. Yeah, and this, in this film, he's fighting a guy who's like six foot two, and you're going, I think that guy would kill you. You know, there's no really no. Cruise could do it, if anyone could do that. There's, there's a few points you go like that guy's got you and, and you should be getting dead 
day right now. But as a kind of espionage sort of like um, thriller, what I actually enjoy it. It's solid. It's not brilliant, but it's solid. It's really I'll good. I'll watch it sometimes because I did enjoy, which we'll get to the end, I suppose. Yeah. But yeah. Hey, what's that Oblivion? I've not seen Oblivion. I've heard shit things about it. I've heard the special effects on PlayStation 2. Fucking yeah, it, it does not age well. I agree. Yeah, right. it's looking dodgy. Um, the story itself works for a chunk of it, and then doesn't work. And when it doesn't work, it falls apart quite quickly. Okay. But the idea and premise are, are interesting. Good idea. Really yeah, yeah. Barracks is just a nice, interesting idea. What is not a bad ex- a, what is a really bad idea sounding, but a great execution is Edge of Tomorrow. Love Edge of Tomorrow. We did love Edge of Tomorrow. Both myself and Richard read the book, saw the movie, and yeah. It's still maintained it should be called um, All You Need Is Kill. All You Need Is Kill. Which yeah, is a great title for a film. No, it was Emily Blood, Tom Cruise. Um, it is the best video game movie ever, and it's not a video game. It's, it's not a video game. But it is a video game movie, though. But it's so, so, it's fun. It's, it's funny, it's gritty, it's. You've it just got. carries you along for the whole movie. Cruise been very charming. You've got Paxton doing unbelievable things. Paxton, Paxton be a fucking marine again. He is like. Yeah. He is chewing scenery so fast he cannot rebuild it. <laughs> totally. It is unbelievable. And Emily Blunt is brilliant. Emily Blunt is brilliant. Yeah, she's, she's a. It's a film I'm into with absolutely zero expectation for some reason. I didn't, I didn't expect anything from it. And I think I saw it three times that year because I had to go and see it in the cinema every time, but it was absolutely brilliant. I loved yeah, it. Yeah, I'm the same as well. I love the interview about it. And then it came out with a big smile thinking, I've just seen something special. Yeah, yeah. one of my favourite. I'm, I'm, I'm kind of hoping we'd be left as it is, but I know they're doing a sequel. Are they? Yes. Um, with Cruise again? Yes. Okay, then. And it was called, what was, what was the title of Adventure went with over here? It wasn't called, Edge of Tomorrow, it was called, um, Ready, set, kill. Ready, dead, kill. What's it called? Is that a, live, repeat, die. Is it, live, repeat, die was the tagline for it. All you need is kill was the Japanese Live, die, repeat. Live, yeah. So you could have called live, die, repeat, repeat. It's going to be called. That's a new one. Yeah, no. Oh, all you need is kill. Fuck yeah, I'm the one with you. I like all you had a great title for a film. But, yeah, if you've not seen Edge of Tomorrow, do you read the book, see the movie. It's a phenomenal movie. Yeah, really, really good. Um, after that, Mission Impossible Rogue Nation. I like that one. I like it. I enjoyed it. At one point, he's chained to the side of a goddamn jumbo jet that flies off. That's right. Yeah. <laughs> Tom Cruise said, I want to go on a plane. And they went, okay, Mr. Cruise went, no, the outside. They went, oh, yeah. hey, Mr. Cruise. And they let him fucking do it. And the insurance company shot themselves on the spot at that point. Tom can pretty much do what he wants. I think he can. I think that's really called the mummy hat. He can't do what he wants. The mummy, because there's a couple involved in his money. Yeah, he's sort of rendered in. But usually, it's his movie. He's he like, Tom Cruise. I want to fucking throw myself off the building, no parachute, but okay. And then we'll be able to You do that. We'll make sure you don't die, but you do that. It's a poor ending, Rogue Nation. I think it, it, it gets it goes big to small, but it doesn't go small well enough. It kind of it kind of gets wee, and it, it, I think it fails in the end. But yeah. the points that I think is absolutely cracking. Simon Pegg's really funny. He's good. Uh, Rebecca Ferguson is badass in it as well. Yeah, yeah, she's good in it as well. Big Rames is he's back in that one as well. Yeah, yeah. He's got a really cool scene under the water. Yeah, with the, the uh-huh. and again they're just getting more and more. Yeah. But this one, it's you know they're getting fucking insane. They're almost a science fiction thing yeah. now, and it's fun. I love it. I mean, you wouldn't know, this one and Fast and Furious are on a, a race to go to the moon first. Yeah, what, what could be the most ridiculous film that you'll want to watch? And I have more love for Mission Impossible. Nah, and Fast and Furious? Yes. Yeah, they're all yeah. I, I genuinely, I think Mission Impossible all. Oh. Apart from Mission Impossible 2, I think it's a massive fail. The rest of them are all excellent. I think you should re-watch the motorbikes in Kato. I'm just saying that. Um, and after that was Jack Reacher, Never Going Back or Never Go Back. I enjoyed that. 
I had not seen the first one and I went to see that, didn't know anything about it and uh, yeah, Cruz just draws into these characters straight away. But it seemed a little bit made for TV movie a wee bit time. Possibly. It, yeah, it, yeah, it seemed yeah. almost the vehicle was too small for the actor. Possibly. I think he's leading lady, we all like Kobe Smola, she's lovely, but it didn't really seem like she's she's not a movie. I think she's suited to TV, TV more, yeah. Yeah. Or side roles, not not. No, she's much really high leading lady was a bit of stretch for her. Yes, she's a pretty girl, she can act and stuff like that, but yeah, she's just she's definitely not. Tom Cruise. Staying in the Avengers film, she's like sort of like playing fifth or sixth fiddle. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. She's got five minutes screen time, she spoils off. But this one, she was. She was very charming also in um, the TV show, um, How I Met Your Mother. She was in that. She'd seen her in that bits and pieces. She does a really nice in that. I mean, it's a, it's a TV show that had a terrible ending to it. I, I didn't like the daughter in Jack Reacher. Really, I'm assuming I didn't really go, I don't, I don't really give a crap about you. I don't nah, really, yeah. she, she didn't endear at all. But Tom Cruise, he, he's convincing. He, he does say he's a badass. Yeah. And whenever he's kicking ass, you've got a big smile watching Tom Cruise kicking ass. Like, that's Tom Cruise kicking fucking ass the way Tom Cruise does it. So the shit of a film we looked at Tom Cruise. Of them all, what is your least favourite? Was that his last film? Or the Mummy. Yeah. Yeah. What's your my, least favourite Tom Cruise my film? My least favourite Tom Cruise film. Dead Air Time is good for a radio. I'm going to have to edit this out. I don't. No, 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 no. Do what you've seen. So you can't pick Endless Love, for example. With I Endless Love. Don't think I have a worst Tom Cruise film. Like, President Elimination has to be a worst one. Possibly Mission Impossible Three. And okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's a good question. Um, I'm not going to go with Legend. I don't like it. a terrible movie. Um, I'm not going to go with Rock of Ages for fear that something might hit me. Okay. Um, I will go with Night and Day as my least favourite Tom Cruise film. Which I haven't seen yet. Yeah. My favourite Tom Cruise film... Are you going to say Legend of Top Gun? Legend of Top Gun? Probably Top Gun or Taps or The Outsiders. That's it. That's it. That's my favourite. Yeah. I'm going to pick three. Probably Jerry Maguire. I'm going to put Far Away in there as well, because I love Far Away. Like, I know I shouldn't, but I'm going to put no, it in there. No, you should. Because uh, I love Far Away. And Edge of Tomorrow. I love Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. Yeah, Edge of Tomorrow. I love Tom Cruise, yeah, anything he does, I'm very much And he is probably one of the last guys remaining who can open a movie based on his name. Oh, totally. Star is Tom Cruise, yeah. You always don't care what the film is. If it says Tom Cruise above the headline, you're going to go and see it. You're going to see it because you like Tom Cruise, yeah. you know, exactly. You're going to get you know, fucking... Even like guys like Vin Diesel can't open films based on their name. They can get a certain audience, but not they won't open a film big based on their name. Yeah. Well, he's up. Maybe, maybe Hanks went the last one. Different, different audience, though. Possibly, yeah, possibly. You know, Cruise is your all-rounder, though. He's, yeah. like, still the biggest one of the draw, I think. He's probably the biggest one of the draw. He will guarantee him. Maybe Denzel? I'm going to think Denzel. Denzel. Cruise is the bigger draw than Denzel, so. Denzel can make average, average film into big, big hits. Denzel can make a man come, but Cruise, absolutely. Just so. We're going with our favourites, then. Edge of Tomorrow. You're saying Taps and Outsiders? And Outsiders and Top One. And Top One. And I'm saying Edge of Tomorrow. Far away, I came to um, and just before we wrap up for tonight, Cruz is looking a bit old now. He's looking and old. I was kind of watching the mummy and I was thinking, fuck, Cruz is looking a bit old and hurt Well, Jackman said recently he can't, he won't do another movie, not because he doesn't want to do it, but he's physically not able to do it. Do you think Cruz will get to that point where he maybe he'll start raining down his sort of action film into sort of different film because he's not able to do them? No, I think Cruz is going to have to injure himself right. to realise he can't do it anymore because I, I think Cruz will keep doing this mad stuff that he's until doing he, until he basically hurts himself. 
He's almost like reverse Mel Gibson. Mel Gibson was dead, dead young, doing all the stunts and the Mad Max and stuff like that. He got out of the stunt man. Like, probably the end up, he's almost compared to a stunt man as well. Yeah, he's, he's just, he just wants to end it. Yeah, it's good because when you watch what we're talking about, a fucking jet plane, you see him. You're like, that's Tom Cruise. Yeah. And you know, you're like, but the problem but is, the problem is, now that I think, see when you do see Tom Cruise strapped out of a plane, you see it taking off, you ultimately assume that is blue screen. And it's not. And being we've got to do something more to try and convince folk it's real. Yeah. See, you see him dangling from the building in the uh, the fourth one. You got to come out there before and say this is real because people just don't believe it. Yeah, no, Tom Cruise fucking hanging out of this window. Yeah, he had a harness on, but you know, still. Probably yeah. thinking, uh, frankly, the harness on. Yeah, he always had a harness on. Final plane. Do you like go for it? And it, it makes you smell. You just know he's there. It brings that depth of problems that that maybe it's lacking with the other stars mm. that you're thinking it's not then. Mm. But it's because it's hundred percent. He's fucking all in. Yeah. There's only to use some of the dodgy CGI to make it look like him, yeah. Yeah, it's not. It's cruise. Everything he does is cruise, man. Yeah, but looking forward to next week. After What are we doing next week? Sorry. Next week there's a lot of stuff out, but after we've not seen The Mummy, so we're going to see The Mummy okay. at some point. And there's also the new one by... There's the Rosie Rachel Vice's new one. Um, my my cousin Rachel. Rachel. We've not seen that yet. No. Have you seen it yet? No. No. So we're going to see that as well. But new films out this week. We've got Gifted with Chris Evans. Okay. Who looks very, very handsome in it. Yeah, handsome bastard. He's a handsome, handsome man. Uh, we've got Churchill, who looks less handsome. Who looks Brian every, Cro- every bit Churchill. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, Brian Cox is playing Churchill, and then one of like at least fifty Churchill films throughout the next like two years. Cox looks like he's nailing it. Oh, he's, he he's, he's a good actor, Cox. I mean, we know the proper yeah. On Thursday, which might make it, we have the Transformers film. Is out next Thursday. Oh, okay. Um, no, we'll talk about next week. We'll talk about the week after. You can cover that. I'll cover that one. <laughs> um, we've also got. The Whitney Houston documentary is out. Can I be me? Maybe. Okay. Maybe. I don't think I'm going to see that. I don't I, like I Whitney might, Houston that much. I might go and see that on Transformers. <laughs> I'm just saying. Transformers not. We will be talking before Transformers. Yeah. Okay. Out, okay. Um, and also, if you if you've got time, I'm not thinking I'm going to have time for this one because I've got a busy weekend. But the good, the bad, and the director's cut is released on Sunday for a couple of, for a couple of screenings. Oh, really? So on the Sunday or? Only on the Sunday, I believe it is. Right, I won't be able to watch that. Yeah, I'm the same. That'd be a shame. I don't think I can commit three hours to cinema to see that. If I'm going to do a three hour church, uh, three hour Clint Eastwood film, it's going to be unforgiving. Yeah, good show, actually. Yeah. No, dude, good bad hours, good job. So between both of us, we'll catch one, at least one movie next week. We'll catch a few of them next week. I think we'll catch a few of them, yeah. I'll probably try and try and get through at least. I want to catch that. Cool, thanks for tuning in. You well, if you want to contact us, well, do jump ahead, man. I'm just going to do you can contact us. We are on <laughs> um, Twitter at Three Beers and a Movie. Number Three Beers, number three and, and, a beers movie. Movie. and you can email that. Uh, number Three Beers and a Movie at gmail.com. Send us any questions you've got, any nonsense you want to fill our heads with. Feel free, and uh, we've got a Facebook page up on as well. And, then, uh, and that is. Jill is administering the, 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 the administration for Facebook. It's called uh, Three Beers in a Movie Facebook page as well. So yeah. we have you browse on there. We'll get more content up soon. Can we have? We know people are listening, and we're very happy with that. It's very yeah. nice. We've got, we've got at least one listener. Yeah, at least one listener. So we're who, happy people are listening. Who, who questions my fucking judgments? Well, when we get to Tom Hardy, we'll question judgment Tom Hardy later on as well. We'll do that as well. Yeah. Um, so yeah, it's been Richard and Colin. Um, Three Beers in a Movie. Thanks for listening. Bye. 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 Three Beers in a Movie.